The Idaho Street Workshop is proud to present Changes, a six-episode limited series. Dear listener, are you looking at your phone, scrolling endlessly? Are you looking at a taillight while waiting in traffic? Are your eyes fogging over while staring at a spreadsheet? Or are you sitting in a room, different than the one I am in now, listening to the sound of my voice as it's played back, creating a physical fact from what was before just a data file. We start the story and this podcast with a conversation between two old friends, one trying to find out about the past, the other trying to keep it forgotten. Then we spend a bit of time thinking about death and conclude the program exploring the year 2003. Episode 1, Accidents of Life. Featuring the voices of Anna Clark, Brian Taylor, and myself, John Wanzell. For more information on the series, please visit idahostreetworkshop.com. Section 1. A Conversation. Testing. 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2. Okay. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. This was about a month before Nick died. It's the most vivid memory I have of us that summer. I remember this one night we all went out. All of us. It was late July, maybe early August 2003. Regina didn't move to New York until 2007? That's right. Everyone was still around. It started at my place. I was still living on Palmer. After work, we met up, had a few drinks. I can't remember why we always met at my place. I think we had tapas. Nothing extraordinary. I think the place was called... It was near Sacramento in California. The name will come to me. You and Regina were arguing about little things all through the meal. That night you kept needling Regina about something. She had done something, or was keeping something from you. Or were you just being weird? I'd never seen you two like that. Nick and Tess. Something was up with them, too. You remember that place? I think it was called Kettle. It was cute. I think it closed in 2008. Anyway, after dinner, we met up with Tom and Dave at the Whirlaway. Marie was bartending, and Sergio came down later to help out. You and Nick were doing shots of whiskey. Or were they lemon drops? Maria, she laughed at you most of the night. Like she couldn't believe you were ordering them. She had on one of her westerns. She told me that story of the time she kicked Richard Dreyfus out of the bar. I always liked hearing that story. I don't understand why I'm doing this. I can't believe you want me to relive this. It was horrible. He was young. We were all young. Why would you want to think about this again? You're such an asshole. I haven't seen you in, what, like 10, 15 years? I haven't thought about Nick, about that summer, for like 8 years. Just right as you're talking about the worst summer of my life. You know, this isn't what you should be looking into. Why aren't you looking into what happened to Remy? I'll, I'll let you know if I have any other questions. Thanks. Section 2, please paraphrase. Please paraphrase? The one about the thing? The thing in itself? Why? You were better in the grave than to answer with... with with something about a body and the dirt and the skies, maybe something about fashion too. 
Are humans just this? Consider this. Do you owe a worm anything? Or a goat? Or a sheep? Or even a cat? <laughs> Sophistication. You, me, all of us. We are the thing itself. We are just animals. Clothed animals. Why? 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 I'm not sure if that's the best way to put it. It might not be the same. Can you put it another way? Whether it takes 20 or 200 years to decompose, it is still just adding to the pile. You breathe in. You breathe out. Until you decompose. And then you are added to the heap. The heap of existence. Please list everything in the largest pile on your desk. From top to bottom. Two notebooks, three partially read library books, five unopened letters, a refurbished 2012 Dell laptop, a manila folder containing my 2016 tax documents, the New York Times Magazine from August 14, 2019, a piece of three-quarter inch plywood approximately 14 inches by 17 inches, and one unopened letter from Blue Cross Blue Shield. Can you tell a global story? One that starts on your birthday? Let's say the birthday that corresponds with your favorite president. So, if your favorite president is President William Henry Harrison, if he was your favorite, you will tell a story that started on your ninth birthday. The buildup for the war started on my 16th birthday, August 2nd, 1990. Operation Desert Shield. Okay, let me stop you there. I'm not sure if I want to hear that story. Before we start in on either that war, or the one that came after it, let's start with World War II, maybe a bit of family data. My Grandpa Franklin, paternal side, was not acceptable for military service. Class 4F, unqualified due to physical, mental, or moral standards. During the war, he worked for an Omaha manufacturing company that produced ammunition boxes, bombshells, and repaired amphibious vehicles. He told you once, he found burnt flesh in it wasn't a story, he just told you. Like, just a passing comment one day, out of the blue, nestled between innings of a Cubs-Cardinals game. My grandma, the maternal side, was 18 years old and pregnant. She didn't know how to drive, her husband left shortly after Pearl Harbor, enlisted. He never saw any combat. He died before leaving the States. Please continue. The next war, or rather the next war my family was involved in, was Vietnam. My dad and his brothers were involved. Dad was in the Air Force. He never saw any combat. His brothers were in the Army. They saw a lot of combat. The two of them would talk about it uh, with each other in the next room, but always loud enough so we could hear. Remy, your sister. She was in the War on Terror. I'm not going to tell you that story yet. Fine. Carry on. The second Iraq war started on March 19th, 2003. The internet says it ended in 2011, but I stopped following the daily happenings of the war long before. I don't mean to talk about it as if it's a TV show, like watching religiously the first two seasons of Lost, only to stop watching until the last couple of episodes. 
no answers. Just years of mysteries and conspiracies, and in the end, no answers. Anyway, I was still technically draft eligible in 2003. I guess I'm not anymore. Now, now, the front lines have moved to grocery stores, to protest lines, to hospitals. People drafted through public opinion onto the front line of the war on this virus. Class, race, economic circumstance leads to frontline danger while the rest of us isolate ourselves from these problems. The internet says somewhere around 189,000 people died during the Iraq war. The second Iraq war. Another site has the number as high as 400,000. I, I don't know who is counted. Who is counted as a person? What is counted as a death? What cause was caused by war? March 11, 2020. Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz tested positive. The public address announcer informed the nearby fans in attendance that the game against the Oklahoma City Thunder had been postponed. As of Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020, nearly 250,000, 300,000, 350,000, 400,000, 450,000. Half a million people have died in the United States because of COVID-19. An exact number of deaths is not known. Who was counted as a death? What was counted as a death? Section 3. Labor Day, 2003. Back to the story at hand. Nick. Yes, Nick. Labor Day, 2003. He was riding home from a party. I still don't know why he left the party so early. He was wearing a straw hat. It had blue ribbon. The hat, it was like a cosplay accessory. I'm not really sure if a bike helmet would have helped. I mean, he was drunk, really blitzed. This is the truth. This happened. I know that for certain. I remember us all getting together in Matt's basement. We drank Nick's favorite bourbon. I remember thinking about a moment when Nick and I were talking. We were talking about Doctor Who. He laid it all out for me his own personal view of the universe. He knew that time travel was real and that the first time it happened was centered around the JFK assassination. Nick knew this because November 22nd, 1963 was also the series premiere of Doctor Who. He said it had to be a sign. How could these two events happen on the same day? It had to be a fracture in time and space, one that pointed to the truth. I looked this up later, a fact check. John Fitzgerald Kennedy was assassinated in Dallas on November 22nd at 12.30 Central Time. Doctor Who's first episode, An Unearthly Child, premiered on BBC November 23rd at 6.15 Greenwich Mean Time. That means, adjusting for the time zone differences, that Doctor Who premiered 23 hours and 45 minutes after the 35th president of the United States was assassinated. I don't think that the fact that these two events happened 1,425 minutes apart has the same cosmic truth. Also, it was odd for Nick to mention Doctor Who. The contemporary version of the program didn't premiere until 2005. In the 
collective consciousness, the doctor was a man with a long scarf or a floppy hat, not a Gen Xer in a tweed coat and a pair of Converse, or millennial in a bow tie and a fez. But at the moment, talking with Nick, this confluence of events proved that time travel existed. And this was the cornerstone of his theory of time travel. This was the moment when I knew Nick wasn't the fun-loving guy, the type of guy you can party with, the guy you might introduce to your sister, the guy that you could count on. I knew... I knew... I knew Nick was fragile, not long for this world. I must have blacked out the night we were discussing time travel. I didn't remember having the conversation until the morning after he died. I, I really don't understand what Nick was trying to tell me. I think it was important. Years later, when talking to Tess, I asked her if Nick ever talked about time travel. She skirted the issue, a non-answer. Section 4, the year 2003. I know there were bigger issues in 2003 than a group of 20-somethings going to a couple of protests, hanging out at bars and parties, working 20-something jobs. All of the problems we had now, we had then. They were just different. There was a global backlash against refugees and migrants, as well as numerous companies that were breaking human rights standards with their workers. On March 12, 2003, the World Health Organization issued a 526-word global alert warning that SARS, or Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, could spread rapidly from person to person. Here are 65 of the words from the alert. The outbreak began with a single initial case. He felt unwell during his journey and fell ill shortly after arrival. Following his admission to the hospital, approximately 20 hospital staff become sick with similar symptoms. The signs and symptoms of this disease include initial flu-like illness, rapid onset of high fever, followed by muscle aches, headache, and sore throat. These are the most common symptoms. There is more, of course, more about gun violence, more about unreasonable force by police officers, more about racism, especially in Chicago. Page 42 of the 50-page 2003 Chicago Police Department Annual Report, Exhibit 21, Allegations of Unreasonable Force. Just above the allegations of unreasonable force is a brief outline of the rest of the internal affairs investigation. Let's just say it doesn't elaborate on the matter very much. This is before Chicago had Comstat reports that broke down crime neighborhood by neighborhood. Report is merely summary paragraphs interspersed by a series of three-column spreadsheets. The most important numbers on this page, page 42, and in the entire document are at the bottom. Those numbers are 5,941 and 638. 5,941 investigations versus 638 substantial findings. 5,941 investigations versus 638 substantial findings. No explanation of what the 638 substantial findings were, 
or information concerning unreasonable force. The over 2,622 bullets fired by police in 435 shootings, an average of 6.03 bullets per event. The Chicago Tribune investigated the bullets shot by the police in the years 2005 to 2010. In 235 of those shootings, the bullets hit at least one person. In the other 200 shootings, the bullets missed entirely. About four out of every five people shot by police were black men or boys. The way the police report on their actions has changed slightly since 2003. But not the actions. Or the systematic racism ingrained in the system where cops protect property over human rights. But... In 2003, in 2003, Greta Thunberg, the climate activist, was born. In 2003, Johnny Cash, the singer-songwriter, died. In 2003, I saw the following movies in the theater. Paycheck, X-Men 2, Old School, The Italian Job, Bad Boys 2, Underworld, Lost in Translation, The Core, American Splendor, 28 Days Later, From Justin to Kelly, and Terminator 3. In November, Arnold Schwarzenegger was sworn in as governor of California. In 2003, Clean water was at the top of the list of concerns by American citizens, but nothing substantial was done about it. Iraq, an invasion that occurred March 19th to May 1st, 2003, lasting a total of one month, one week, and five days. During that time, there was widespread oil field burnings, not to mention the shock and the awe. Neither were very good for the environment or the people. And more, and more, and more, and more, and more, and more. The fracturing of love between a man and a woman, a death of a friend, a few acts of good trouble. All in 2003. How can this be relevant to today? Be of significance to the ways and means of this day, of today. The differences between then and now aren't that many. While the glaciers are melting, a pandemic is rising. Is there any way to turn the tide? Is it all too far gone to walk the line? Besides all that, besides all that was and what will be, what I think about most is the night that Nick died. Dear listener, thank you for joining us for this first episode of the Idaho Street Workshop. The workshop is written, composed, and produced by me, John Wanzell, with the additional voice talents of Brian Taylor and Anna Clark. For more information about the program, please visit our website at idahostreetworkshop.com. Tune in to our next episode, Night Moves. Until then, from San Diego to your ears, thank you for listening.